And this is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before their eyes. His face become as, became as dazzling as the sun and his clothes as radiant as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared to them conversing with him. Upon this, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, how good it is for us to be here. With your permission, I'll erect three booths here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. Out of the cloud came a voice which said, This is my beloved Son, on whom my favor rests. Listen to him. Listen to him. And when they heard this, the disciples fell forward on the ground, overcome with fear. And Jesus came toward them, and laying his hand on them, he said, Get up, do not be afraid. When they looked up, they saw, when they looked up, they did not see anyone but Jesus. As they were coming down the mountainside, Jesus commanded them, Do not tell anyone of the vision until the Son of humankind rises from the dead. And this is the Gospel of Christ. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be blessed. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the communities of the earth will find blessing in you. If you think about that from a perspective of a God out there somewhere, yes, if I bless someone, God out there will bless that person. And if I curse someone, God out there will come and curse that one. And then here's Jesus. Taking his, his friends up into a high mountain. Think of the metaphor of that. When we think of mountain, what do we think of metaphorically? Closer to God, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was transfigured before their eyes. Could it be that what he was revealed to them, because they had gone to the high mountain, think of the metaphor, could it be that they actually saw Jesus in his divine perfection? That they actually were able to experience Jesus in his most sacred appearance. There's a movie out there called um, The Shack. And one scene in The Shack is um, God is telling the main character, and I can't remember his name, if you could see yourself as God sees you, if you could see others as God sees you, and so she took him out, and there was this field, and all of these beings started walking toward them. And they were radiant. You could not tell facial features. It was just pure light. You remember those of you who've seen it? That's transfigured. That's what transfigured is. It's the complete letting go of the ego, of the body, of the mind, the heart, the, you know, the thoughts, 
the impressions that other people put on us, right? It's a complete letting go of that so that the only thing experienced is that divine perfection. And that's what Jesus was doing. Actually, he wasn't doing anything. He was just being himself. It was the disciples who saw it. Jesus was aware of his light. I mean, that's, that's how he was in the world all the time. But they went to a high mountain, and then they could see it. It's not something that Jesus did for them. It's something that they became awakened to. So when you think about the thought of a God out there somewhere, if I bless those, anyone, if I do that, I'm changing myself. And others see that change. And so it can be interpreted, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. It's not that there's a God out there with his notebook or calculator, and I meant he, you know, because it is a masculine model for this. It's Old Testament. But it's not that God is doing this. It's that we are setting up that reality. If I curse someone, that divine within me is shutting down, right? Is shutting down so that the curse is real. But if I bless, that blessing is real. It comes from us. It comes from that spirit within us. It comes from the ego within us. We have to decide which one we're going to listen to. There is no, there is nothing in the face of this planet that is not blessed by God. There is nothing on the face of the planet or the universe that's cursed by God. This is all our doing. <laughs> and we have created, in some ways, it's so easy to create God in our own image. So that we can attribute, if I don't like somebody and, and I have ill will toward that somebody, I'm a good Christian. It's God that's doing that. If somebody's having you know, difficulty or, or gets you know, what we would interpret it as slammed upside the head, <coughs> that's not God that did that. That's not God. There is nothing in the world in the universe that is not good, as we heard last week. There's nothing in the universe that's cursed. My God. You cannot have a creator of all that is saying, everything I've created is good, however. No, there is no however in, in, in the spirit of God. No? There's no however. We're the ones that decide, are we going to channel that love and that mercy and that companion, uh, that compassion? Or are we going to do something else? And call it the will of God. Am I going to discriminate against people that don't look like me? 
Because somewhere I've read that God said white people are the best. No, we do that ourselves. We do it ourselves. Am I going to not shelter the poor and the hungry because they have screwed their lives up with drugs and alcohol? Would God really do that? We have that God within us. We have that spirit within us. But we can choose how we're going to use that, how we're going to be in the world. And I think the biggest lesson of the transfiguration that Jesus, that the, the, the disciples were able to see, I really believe Jesus did not intend to, I'm going to transfigure. But they saw it. They saw it. They saw what it is to be truly who we are. They saw what it is to be truly marinated in that love and in that compassion, kneaded into that loaf that can feed, molded into that vessel that can hold a spirit so powerful and so loving as our God. They could see that. They could see it. And I think the wisdom of Jesus saying, don't tell anybody, <laughs> who would believe him? I mean, really, who would believe it? But have we not, all of us, seen people or encountered people or our friends, our family members, or whatever it happens to be, and just had the thought, man, they are glowing today. Right? Can we all? We, we can name people that we've seen. They were so radiant today. They were so shining. This little light of mine. It's not some candle somewhere. It is that inner light that we all have. That we all are. And if we can remember to see that within ourselves, then when we go out into the world, no matter who it is, we can learn to see it in that person too, as the disciples learned to see it in Jesus. I can't imagine that they ever could look at Jesus in the same way again. I just can't imagine it. Um, just on a side, it's interesting that when they did see that, Peter immediately think, thought he had to do something about it, right? Oh, this is great. I will go build. You know. uh, there is a tradition in, in uh, Judaism. I think it's a yearly thing where they build little huts and, for the stranger. And sometimes somebody will come through and, and somebody... There is even a movie about that that was great, but it is part of their tradition. But here's, here's Peter saying, oh, i got to do something. And uh, what happened? The voice came and said, just listen. <laughs> just listen. This is my beloved offspring. Just listen. You don't have to build anything. You don't have to construct anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to, you know, just be and listen. Because that's where the truth true nature of the God that we worship and love 
and recognize it dwells within us in the Holy Spirit and in that Christ consciousness. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Any thoughts? <clears throat>